Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. When Fondon Bowling Club contacted us, we thought, well, yeah, this is going to be a great opportunity to have a look at a summer sport that very often goes under the radar. No twins tonight because the ladies from Farndon have got that much to tell us. But Graham's going to be here with his Striders news. This is Radio Newark Sport and these are the headlines from some of our youngsters. Chad Sugden's impressive victory over UK number 9 ranked Scott Blackledge at a packed Harvey Haddon Arena has propelled too slick into the top 10 himself. With Dex Spellman in that light heavyweight list of the 10 best in the country, could we, just could we, be heading for a Sugden v Greaves showdown? What a night that would be. Finley Bass is up in the UK rankings as well. He's gone to number 14 for his cycling. Three months of the season left. Come on, Finn. Top 10 for you. And another successful day for Amelia Crispin with a first place at the York Junior Triathlon. Her win not only means she has won the girls' Yorkshire Junior Triathlon Series, but has confirmed the qualification that we hoped for a couple of weeks ago to the Nationals at the beginning of September. The second week running, Ed Howlett's ended up holding a trophy aloft. And there was a successful trip to Paris for the rising star of Fernwood Sword Club, Ethan Dakin. The highlights of a fantastic weekend are on our social media pages. Just find Fernwood Sword Club. 18-year-old Isabel Darvell has a career-best 16 finished in the Otley Town Centre women's race. It was a Grand Prix Series event, and that attracts the best of the Olympians and the professionals. So, 16 for Isabel. Another brilliant performance, as was Katie M and Katie B from the Newark Academy, who have been selected to Loughborough Lightning's Under-15 Performance Academy for the 2019-20 season. And the breaking news is... That year five at Tutoreed are the third best team in the county at cricket. I'm told the girls could have won their section, but uh, they've been away all weekend on a residential. Too much partying, said the coach. They got tired towards the end. You can't burn it. You can't burn at both ends, can you, don't they? No, <coughs> you can't. I never went on the residential myself, did you, Mick? <coughs> no. No, no, they struggled to let us have days out, never mind about more than one day. That's the trouble with prison. Well, this is true. Well, you was in Yorkshire, <laughs> weren't you? Um, one of our guests tonight is from Yorkshire. Really? Yes. Sheffield. Ah. The Socialist Independence part of Yorkshire. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like you, she's arrived in a flat cap and, wet, and left the whippet outside. But... Chad Sugden. Mm. It's gone from 27th to 10th, but the performance against Scott Blackledge, who by all accounts is a very, very good professional. Mm. Um, there's a report going on our social media pages later on tonight. Um, Chad dominated from beginning to end. I saw the um, Facebook coverage of the fact that somebody took on the phone, and um, it was a very impressive. That There was... There's one point where his opponent <coughs> swung a big punch and, and Chad got out of the way and uh, his opponent stumbled and then and, and, and went down and I saw that Suggy, uh, his dad, Suggy, had put on that uh, he was sure it was a knockdown. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, a, it was a very comprehensive points win against um, <coughs> a kid who looked like a decent opponent. Well, he wasn't a kid against an adult who looked like a decent opponent. Looked quite an experienced fighter, and um, you know it was it was, uh, it, was a, it was a good performance. But the prospect of well, I mean, I, I, it, may, it, 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 it may be me just sort of dreaming away there. But 
when they they listed the light heavyweight division top 10 in this country Dex Spellman was 8 Chad Sugden was 10 it would be nice to have an all new at fight wouldn't it because then you'd know that what, whoever won it would be it would be new at victory well, Dex from Scunthorpe, as you pointed out last night, but yeah, he trains but, in Newark, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it would be heck of an atmosphere, wouldn't it? I never met Dex, but um, I did warm to his fans on, on that video because uh, that looked like a fantastic night at Scunthorpe, whatever it was. That was just made for a great night. It's certainly, um, too, too slick would be in his absolute element, Oh, wouldn't yeah, it? in front of a crowd like that. He really would. Another trophy for Ed Howard in something they call the Winton Trophy, which is a regional. You, you're actually paying. You're actually playing for your region. In that place for the the southeast is is obviously based in yeah in in London. But that's two trophies in in eight days. But more to the point, Ethan Dakin is proving that Ed Howard is not Fernwood was not a one man Ed Howard mm. club. But mm. Ethan was in Parish no less. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's remarkable for such a. A, a relatively tiny little club to be producing two people of that standard. It's, it's, uh, it seems to be a constant theme in Newark sport, doesn't it? It's just little Newark, but my God, don't we sort of, you know, and, and rock I keep, the world I keep being told off for calling it little old Newark. But well, it is little old Newark. It is little know. old Newark. It's, it's a delightful market town we live in, but they produce big sportsmen. So this delightful market town that you sort of drive around in the evenings, in every sort of nook and cranny, there seem to be people all, all dressed in white, rolling... Hmm. bowls down down a piece of grass and chasing after it and i've never really understood the sport too much even though i spent many hours watching father play it um and when i said last night that uh, the ladies of Farndon bowls club are coming in you got all excited yeah because i am a, a, f- a former Farndon member myself I I, I I I disgraced the club on several occasions with my bowling inability <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think I was there because I made everybody else look good. I think that was my main role. <laughs> probably your main role in life, Yeah, actually. yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's time to say good evening to Val Morrison and uh, Carolyn Heddy. Get that right. Um, they're making their Sport HQ debuts and they've said we've got to go easy on them tonight. And, of course, we will because that's how we are. Um... I didn't realise, ladies, just quite how popular the game game is. I was doing a bit of homework over the weekend and reading up about it. And uh, not only is it one of the oldest sports in the world, it, it's also probably one of the most popular, certainly in and around this country. So I want to find out all about the game tonight. Um, so um, we're going to sort of test you as you go along on your on your knowledge of the game. They're going now, that's <laughs> it. Just make sure that door's locked, Tony, can you? Um First of all, though, um, I want to find out something about Farndon Bowls Club, because I don't, and our listeners probably won't know a lot about this little club that is... I've always seen it because it's tucked away in the on the corner of the Marsh Lane sports field there. When I go to the cricket, in the corner there is yes, the Bowls got, Club. It's got the telltale hedge round it. <laughs> it. It has got the telltale, telltale hedge round it. Telltale hedge round it, yeah, so, um, that's the giveaway. <laughs> so, Carolyn, you're starting um, Farndon Bowls Club, please. Yeah, Vanden Bowls Club was formed in 1983 and it originally played on the London Road Green. And the the Vanden Green, the Bowls Green, was actually constructed in 1987 and it was officially opened in 1988. Obviously it had to settle before bowls could be played on it. And that was... um, marked for the occasion with a friendly against apparently the Newark League representative team <laughs> obviously I wasn't there <laughs> but uh, was you no no no, no you weren't there no <laughs> and then then a pavilion was built in 1992 which uh, was helped with a grant from the foundation of art um, so as you say it's based at the top end of the recreational ground in Farndon, um, we have parking, which is behind the Memorial Hall in Marsh Lane, and it could also be accessed from the old Foss Road, the, the old A46. Now it's the Foss Road, so it can be accessed from there as well. So <coughs> it's a good thing that you tucked away in the corner, 
And it's a bad, bad thing that you're tucked yes, away yes, in a yes, corner because yes. you're, fa- you're fairly well hidden. Not a lot of people know that it's there, so apart from uh, people that want to go look for it. <laughs> what is your membership then? Are you are you sort of happy with what you've got? Or Well, we could always do with more. We could always do with more members. I think every club could always do with more members. Um, we've We've got about 30 members consisting of playing members and as we call social members people that don't actually want to bowl but want to join the club uh, they come along and watch or help provide teas coffees refreshments things like that um and just volunteer their services or they just want to come and have a chat and a cup of tea while uh, the game's being played we do learn that you know some sports are private you know thriving some sports are are actually struggling thing that always intrigues me is, is if when i see our bowlers um how do you put this it's made up of of, of n- not quite many youngsters let's put it like yes. let, let's go that way with it <laughs> um is that a problem um it's difficult to get it out there that it's a sport for all ages it is a sport for all ages you can be school age up to retirement and you know well into retirement it i think it does have this perception of an older person's sport uh it's always had that though hasn't it and it it, it has how difficult is it to to break to to break that i think if we knew the answer we would have loads of members (laughs) younger members and younger members we we are after uh as well as you know it's it's across the board really and all abilities as well you know it doesn't necessarily have to be able-bodied you know there are people that play obviously in wheelchairs you know they it's possible you know there's no there really isn't a limit to it is there val no not really we're going to bring val into it then i'll just put that in front just come a bit closer if you would is that close enough? That that is absolutely. <laughs> now Val comes from Sheffield, so the first thing that intrigues me is how Val found bowls because there's nowhere flat enough in Sheffield for her to play bowls. <laughs> no, but there's a different <coughs> kind of bowls in Sheffield, and they play on the hills. They play Crown Green, which has a which has a, a hump in the middle, and we're quite disciplined about where our bowls go. They're going straight lines from one side to the other, but not in Sheffield. They can go over the top, round the edges, right, left, anywhere they want to go. And um, so that's I moved away because I couldn't understand how it was you know, how to do it. <laughs> I've driven in Sheffield before, and that actually sums up about people driving Sheffield as well. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll talk about Crown Green then a, a, a little bit because Crown Green, um, um, there's it, bowls or lawn bowls. So I'm going to say that w- what we play or what you play is lawn bowls. Mm-hmm. Then there is Crown Green yes. bowls, which is what play up north. Up north. Um, you see, it's a bit like rugby league. They have to be different because they can't understand. They can't understand things. So they have to do it differently. It's, it's not a case of They're that. They're a bit it's, slow in catching it's, it's, on. It's not a case of that. It's just... As, as, as Val has, has, has come down here on missionary work to sort of show people, you know, it's, it's just done better up there. That's all, you know. And then, then we come down here and, and try and teach you Philistines how, how, how to live. <laughs> We've failed misery with rugby league, so you'll know that. No, no it's, 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 a very, it's a very good game. But, um, you know, it's... Um, is it's a lot different to rugby union because they actually have things like passing and running. It's, it's quite quite good. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, um, and, and, n- and nowadays, the popularity of indoor bowls seem, seems to have sprung up as well, and that is a game which more and more people are playing. So we'll come back to that one again, mm-hmm. again after the break. Small club fondant, but it's not the only club by any means in Newark. So, Carolyn, here's your first tester. Yes. Um, I know they play bowls at, at, at FlowServe. Yes. Um, they play bowls on Bolton Playing Field. Yes. Um, where else can... There's Newark Town. And there's the uh, Conservative Club. That mm-hmm. plays on the London Road. Um, Help me Ransom. Out. There's Ransom. Yeah, there's... 
they can't. So where do ransoms play now, then? Because they don't, obviously can't play I've Elm Avenue. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I thought they were no. playing on Sherwood Avenue. Probably Sherwood Avenue, yeah. Yeah, they may yeah. be. Yeah, of course, there's Sherwood Avenue as well. And then all yeah. the, a lot of the villages have their. Yes, a lot of villages, the places we go to to play bowls. So, you know, we go down to Bingham, we go over to South South. Southwell, as I'm supposed to say. You are supposed to say Southwell. You, you, yeah. you would be rebuked <laughs> for anything different. <laughs> we go up to Collingham. We played at Bassingham, mm-hmm. a friendly Bassingham. So you know they're all over the place. Uh, the Farnfield. Um, you know there are lots and lots of different clubs all over the place. I, I found one of the <clears throat> toughest venues to go to was that was Loudham on a Friday night because it's very adjacent to the uh, Chinese takeaway and the smell <laughs> is gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> if that's your preferred place to eat at me, then yes. His preferred place would have been the railway at Loudham. <laughs> one of the nice things in the villages is that often the bowls clubs are adjacent to the local pub. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh sorry, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shall I say that again? <laughs> no, you're all right. <laughs> um, so there's lots. There's yeah, these lo- are the yeah these are the uh, teams we play against in the leagues. Yeah, and yeah. it's the leagues that we're going to talk about when we come back. Okay. In a few minutes' time, because it's not just a question of sort of going there and yeah. having a quiet drink of tea and a social, is it? There is a league format in all this, and this is when it, it gets. A little bit serious, and that's another thing I need to know. Just how serious does it get? Okay, well, we haven't got the twins tonight. They, but they're both at work, and Amber's obviously on American time somewhere, so we can't find Amber either. So we're going to have a quick look, a quick run through with Tony at what's happening in the world of sport, or more to the point, what's happening in the UK in sport. And your big mate, Andy Murray, looks like him and his dream team of Serena Williams are just about to go through to the next round of Wimbledon in, in the... Oh, yes, I've okay. just been watching it. You've been watching it? You're yeah. an Andy Murray fan now, all of a sudden, are you? Well, I've always liked Serena, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was, uh, I, was, I was a bit confused. I thought Serena... I was watching her in the singles earlier, and... Um, I thought she'd gone out in the first round to that 15-year-old wonder kid. No, that was Venus. Was it Venus? Yeah. Uh, the sisters, you see, there's two of them. Yeah, yeah, no, I knew that, but, um, yeah. But but I, but I think it's, it's an excellent doubles, a uh, mixed doubles team. Well, yeah. it's one the crowd will enjoy, isn't it? Yeah, and, and it was very entertaining, but the one thing that, that did strike me with my wicked sense of humour was that when the serving, your partner bobs down in front of the net and like sort of you know then you serve over the heads and and then and then the, the block pops up and, and, and smashes it I'm, 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 I bet if you fall out at some stage I mean, it must be very very tempting <laughs> did you see the one you won't you won't have been glued to Wimbledon because you're not a massive tennis fan no. but Nick Kyrgios who is a very objectionable Australian yeah and um, Rafa Nadal playing yeah. each other early on in the week and at one stage Kyrgios whacked the ball at 100 mile an hour straight at the midriff of Nadal yeah um, and, and then afterwards and, and in the interview at the end of the game he says well why should I apologise I meant to do it yeah exactly yeah. I, I think Nadal needs an awful lot of credit for not putting his racket down and going around the other side of the net and whacking him one well you know I mean the, the difference between the two of them is that Nadal is a really decent sportsman so he wouldn't do that Kyrgios should be kicked off the circuit. Yeah, I mean, why? Why? I mean, you could put up with the Stasi and McEnroe, but yeah, I, I mean, mean, this man is nasty with it. There's the, there's different ways of doing it, you know. Whereas Nastasi was entertaining to the public, Kyrgios is just an embarrassment to the sport, and especially at a place like Wimbledon, he shouldn't be let through the door. India and New Zealand will resume their World Cup semi-final on Wednesday was, tomorrow was... after a rain-affected day at Old Trafford. <laughs> You can't speak yet, it's my turn. New Zealand reached 211 for five from 46.1 <laughs> overs. Um, so I assume now, suddenly, out of nowhere, we have reserve days. But... We couldn't have reserve <laughs> days when it was monsoon season. But they, they had to come off for the rain at Old Trafford um, at about quarter past two. I've been listening to it all day. About quarter past two. And then at six o'clock, Jonathan Agnew said... <laughs> For those of you on Radio Four Longwave, we'll, th- th- you will be now leaving us for the shop for the for the shipping forecast. 
Is that after the shopping forecast? <laughs> just after the shopping forecast. After you're leaving us for the shipping forecast. And then he says, mind you, if it gets any worse here at Old Trafford, we might have to have a shipping forecast there as well. But it, it was absolutely banging it down. So they've decided to go into uh, tomorrow for uh, a, a a reserve day, which which was always in place, I believe, for the semi-finals and the final for on mm, Sunday. Yeah. It's advantage India, though, isn't it? Really, because I mean, New, oh, yeah. New Zealand's got to start all over again, really, haven't they? New Zealand are batting as if it was a five-day match. They don't seem to realise we've got a fifty-over limit to get as many as they can in that space of time, and uh, India are bowling superbly. The trouble is when India, when New Zealand are trying to def- tomorrow when the tr- when, when the forecast is a heck of a lot better, by the way. Tomorrow, when they're trying to defend a very low total, they'll find out that the Indian batsmen are going to smack them all around the park and it'll probably be over by lunchtime. Mm. And then the forecast is shocking for Thursday when we go to Edgebaston and it's England versus Australia. Is it? Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, it might be the only thing that saves us. Um, <laughs> it's Champions League tonight, by the way. Mm. Sel- well, Champions League for the lesser clubs. Um, Celtic are drawing one all in Sarajevo. And Rangers in the uh, Europa League won four nil at St Joseph's, which is what Ireland, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Republic of Ireland. Is um, well, is, is, is I'm the, not sure when the proper footballing clubs join it all, but at the moment it, it's just the Mickey Mouse teams in there. I thought St Joseph's was a Catholic school when we anti Mary taught. <laughs> <laughs> and um, apparently, poor Podber has done nothing wrong. His agent said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he just waits for a satisfying. He can't understand why, oh. what, what United are causing a fuss about, and uh, <laughs> I just find that unbelievable. And the quicker United get rid of Paul Pogba, the better for Manchester United. Yeah, as I, simple as that. Either that, or he could uh, play tennis for Australia. There's quite a few people like him in the sport there. He never shows that much enthusiasm and energy to play tennis. No, wonder how much enthusiasm and energy you need to play bowls. I was, I've been looking at at the history of bowls. I actually asked you to look at the history of bowls, but I know you, you wouldn't have done it. Um, it can be traced back to the 13th century, apparently. Um, I know that Sir Francis Drake played it just before he set off on the Armada uh, expedition. So that's... Um, uh, that, I think that must have been about 1500s. I think that's when John Halliwell started in the sport, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fran- <laughs> Sir, Sir, Sir Francis Drake, of course, was... Um, playing bowls at Plymouth where our guests come from um, he was playing bowls at Plymouth when he had notification that the Spanish Armada had been sighted yeah okay where was the Spanish Armada first sighted think of me um, at Lizard Point yes hmm at Lizard Point, the wonderful Lizard Point is where they saw the Spanish Armada <laughs> for the you, first time. No, you, I wasn't did there you wave? at the time. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a sailing competition. It didn't come past. <laughs> yes, thank you, Mr. Smith. Let's move on to our ladies and try and bring some decorum and <laughs> tranquility back into the. Um, um, just um, oh, yeah. try and keep you up, Tony. Um, <laughs> is it? the genteel world of bowls or do every now and again it get a little bit spicy oh yes <laughs> <laughs> it's perceived to be gentle isn't it mm. it, it is and generally it is as yeah. long as, as long as we stay on the green <laughs> uh, it, it, no sorry got that the wrong way around it's gentle off the green on the green is where we have some get a little bit competitive mm. yeah we do get competitive yes um, How do you get competitive? We have well had a new social member this year. Had no interest in playing at all, but he decided to have a little roll up, see how we got on, and now he's a playing member. <laughs> That's how competitive he is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> So, yes, it gets to you. You 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 think that it's just oh we just roll these bowls up, but it it you do get hooked. You do get hooked on it. I mean, you I just under- want to better yourself all the time as you do in most sports. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I I I understand 
it is closest to the jack the jack being yes, the little the little heavy white ball, ball which yeah, you've dropped on your feet yeah. or yellow um, yeah. I, 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 and i do understand that the balls have a bias yes um when i was at lowfields with father i could never work out which way the bias was a bit like him playing on rinks two three and four um <laughs> and that's happened I, all I, of us i would assume though i would assume at some case though um if you roll it hard enough you take the bias out of the equation completely and just scatter everything is that where you're showing a bit of uh tension shall we say um or is it part of the game it's it's it is a part of the game um if you've got heavy enough bowls and and enough force behind your bowling and accuracy is another thing to do what you want it to do to scatter the bowls then yes it's it's a shot to be had there are some that frown on it but you have a bias for a reason you should be able to draw around anything to to get to the jack but you know if there's too many what we say too much of a wall in front and you need to move this wall out the way then that's what people will do it must in that case then it must be a lot easier to play singles um it's yeah there's for and against and all of it yeah. i think there isn't enough there isn't as much wood th- in the way uh well usually if you're singles you would play four woods okay it, it right. can, yeah so you've still got eight woods on the green there right um it's usually four woods on a on a singles match yeah um i don't very often play singles but um yeah it can still happen firing what we call firing can still happen <laughs> War- worryingly is there some words of wisdom about to come from from your right no, no, I, I, was, oh, right. <laughs> I, I was just going to say that when um i first experienced the game obviously at the uh, uh anniversary celebrations it was all very genteel and very nice and and it was all cups of tea and cucumber sandwiches however then i started playing league games and I suddenly realised that there are various members of the opposition who seem like lovely old people at the time. Suddenly, when it's your shot and you're concentrating really hard, they suddenly have a, a really bad coughing fit or, or a real desire to rattle their car keys in the pocket. <laughs> I tell you what, that some, happens a lot. There's some guilt. There's, there's some guilty looks coming from the other side oh, of the studio. No, 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 no. <laughs> Absolutely, Who would some, do that? Who would do that? Terrible, guilty looks coming from not from fun, there. Not fun. I said um, the opposition. Not us. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't happen at Farndon Court. Of, of course, it, it, it wouldn't happen at Farndon. Um, <laughs> let's just do dress code quickly because um, you're a bit like the cricketers. You're all dressing white. No, when we're when we're playing our leagues, we have a white top and grey trousers. That is normal dress code for um, league games. I think the all whites come in county level. in county level, um, and we're not county level. We're just. It's nice though to be smart. I always think it's nice to be whatever sport you're playing. If you make an effort yes. to be smart, yes. you just and I think somehow that's feel why better. White, whites and greys come into it. You know, everybody's dressed more or less the same you know, and people have uh, some clubs have their own t-shirts and their own logo, logos on um, but and so, you know, they've got a bit of colour in it but it's predominantly white how hard is it and I assume it must be very hard to actually to maintain the green because it, it is not just well, I know it's on Marsh Lane and it's part of there but it, 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 it's it's not it, it, it has to be for that yes we do um, have a maintenance team of about four or five yes burly fellas that um sort the green out there's a lot of work done during the winter months after we finish playing the end of august um then it's a lot of work is done in that time till april when we start playing again um a lot of work has been done particularly at farndon um there have been problems over the years um i think a few years ago they had a um a disease on the green and you know it's been taking time to recover from that um and the green actually this year looks better than since i've been playing there um it's been it does look a whole lot better this year do you have 
fast greens then and slow yes. greens. Because you, you go to different yes, places, you, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you go to different greens and they all bowl differently. There's some you really like and there's some you really don't like. <laughs> but uh, it's part and parcel of the game. Everybody from different clubs goes to all those different clubs so we're all in the same boat you know we all have to adjust to to the greens we're playing on at that particular time do you get an opportunity to have a couple of rolls before no 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 so the first time you know if yes find out if this is a slow green yes. or, and obviously if you've been around the, yeah. the circuit you know what the greens are but the first time that you know then is is when the game is on yes yeah you don't you yeah do that's not. a disadvantage you don't, isn't it? <laughs> you don't. and each and each rink will play differently your bias might be very wide on one rink and another rink you're more or less bowling straight at it 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 varies because you are on a, nat- a natural on a surface natural aren't surface. you so it, it's yes. going to yeah play its own games that's right yes it is yes which leads me then to indoor bowls val you are indoor bowler we're both indoor you're both indoor both, bowls because yeah. now you're not on a natural surface and you know exactly what it's going to do and yet oddly enough yeah. <laughs> we have eight rinks and they all bowl differently too <laughs> but if, but they never change so if you get used to any one rink you know it's foibles and um, and perhaps that's a slight advantage but without dog uh, bowling because of the, the weather the weather conditions uh, the, how the care of the green there's no consistency so indoor bowling I feel gives you a slight edge okay I thought it would probably be the other way around because it, outdoor to me you've got to work that little bit harder because you're also taking on nature yes yeah. especially when it's wet um if the green is wet or got any damp on it it does make it very heavy you you can't get away from mm. that it will make the yeah. it will make the bowling heavier uh, the bias doesn't kick in so much so um you don't have such a wide green to uh our, our cricketers have been in despair this season because it's a short season. Yours is a short, short season. Short season, yeah, April to the end of yeah. August. Uh, our cricketers have been in despair this season with what it's been like so far. I, I take it it's been the same for you. When, when do you decide that can you play in rain or is it... We do play in rain um, as long as it's obviously not torrential rain. Yeah. Um, we've had three matches in a row that had to be called off beginning the early part of June because the weather was too wet um, so and then they have to be rearranged for a different date, you've got to slot them in with other clubs, it then becomes more difficult you know, to, to get all those games in before the end of the season <coughs> excuse me, but yeah, we do, if, if, if we start off in the dry and it starts to rain we, we will carry on unless it comes to the point where you literally can't bowl it because it is too wet that's where you would go to the chinese (laughs) no i i actually took up bowls at the same time as i took up golf but i could only afford one set of waterproofs so i got bowls waterproofs which were all white and so um unfortunately i also had to wear those waterproofs at golf and um I, there are countless times when people thought I was caddying at Augusta rather than playing golf because I was wearing the caddies gear at Augusta, if you know these things. So it's, um, <coughs> but I, it, I, I, I have this criticism. every night. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> let's, um, let's talk about leagues, because it's not just going down there for your cucumber sandwiches and, and your cup of tea. You do play in leagues. Is, I, I assume, start off, there must be a Newark league, and then is there a county league? Yes, we have a Newark league, which we play. Um, Newark play Newark League plays with three bowls um, we have uh, four teams of three we play with each play with three bowls uh, we also play a country league which is two bowls again there's four uh, teams with uh, three players and two bowls and we also have a four three two one league which is a little bit more interesting Val mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's interesting that we have uh, one team playing with four woods, one with three, one with two, and singles. That you've I knew it was going to get complicated. <laughs> it always it, gets it complicated. Does, yeah. yeah, but um, uh, it's it, it is interesting because everyone finishes at different times. Everyone uh, we, we amalgamate the scores, so everyone's rooting for the other teams to play well, uh, and that can get quite competitive. I feel, <laughs> can't it? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And how do Fondon do in these leagues? Um, I think. 
we're not we're not doing too bad we could be doing better but it's down to players again the amount of playing members we have and that is an issue uh, we have at the moment um, we've got enough but it's the same people playing that's how many times you know, a week do you play do you play then we can play about four times a week if if we've got rearranged matches to fit in um and as I say, um, and this is what sort of half past six till half past eight. Yes, roughly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half six till half eight. Uh, we start earlier. Get your own tea then, Tony. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We start earlier. I'm going bowling. Get your own tea. Beginning <laughs> of the season and at the end of the season, but uh, because of light issues, obviously. But yeah, half past six to half past eight ish. Saturday afternoons. I think the only games we well the only things we play Saturdays and or Sundays will be um, either open competitions at other clubs or our own competitions that we have open um, competitions which we'll come to so in a little while. The big hitters in Newark then are is it FlowServe or I mean who is the the team who is the Manchester City of Newark Bowls? Yeah, probably probably FlowServe. It's FlowServe. Yeah. yeah. And he wants to turn one of the bowling greens into a car park. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the best to look to him on that one. And we're playing flow serve on Thursday. You, you, if, if Nev Thorpe's there, Tony Smith's the one that wants to turn his bowling green into a car park. Oh, yeah. Take it up with him, don't oh, I would <laughs> never argue with Nev Thorpe. <laughs> um, all sports club have stalwarts, and we just mentioned Nev Thorpe, who's been at flow serve yeah. from as long as I can remember. He's, he's a flow serve. Bowler, Who, who's your sort of stalwart? Who's the one that's been there from the beginning and is still there every week? Well, our member, uh, one of our yeah, members, yeah. we've got. We, <coughs> we've got a, little, a, a small group of members who were founder members, haven't we? And and they're still playing and um, supporting the, the club in every way they can. So let's name some names. Who's the who's the backbone behind behind Fondham Bowls Club? Well, until until a little while ago, it was Isabel Lee, the founder member, and we lost Isabel sort of eighteen months ago. And her her husband is still well involved in the club, although he doesn't play. Um, nice, that he's still involved. Though, yes, isn't it? very yes. much. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. he's our um, chairman. Yeah, and our, our, That's pres- lovely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. our president Reg Dickinson is also a non-player, but very involved in every aspect of the club life. Uh, and then Mary, one of his Mary. It's gone. Healy. Mary Healy. Healy was involved with, with Isabella in the founding of the club, and she's still there and still playing, particularly in the 4 3 2 1 league. So that's put, so that's it's nice, isn't it? It's, it's nice. Yeah. It, I always think it's nice if mm. people are involved and in, in not just involved to play, but involved to be there in the background yes. and make sure everything's working yeah. properly. Yeah. And that's, that's right. uh, yes. and, and that's. Um, what it's all about so we've got the leagues um crown green we've talked about we've talked about indoor bowls is that the free lawn crown green and indoors or is no. there another version that i've uh, got to work yeah. out there are carpet bowls there are short mat bowls both of which are indoors so it's, a ver- it's an indoor get, version of the yeah yeah it's, it's a smaller shorter version than the outside the mm. uh, short mat bowls is on mats that you roll out um there's a block of wood in the middle so you don't fire um the rules are very similar um but uh, not exactly the same but they're very similar and obviously you've got the outside crown green and indoor the big indoor rinks yes the woods well te- the te- woods. technical yes. name the woods. woods yes are they all the same no no they're different sizes you can get triple noughts all the way up to fives or sixes what i call okay so boulders. Is, yeah they're huge is <laughs> every triple nought the same no are they mass produced in a factory so they are going to come yeah ideally. A, there's about four main makes um and they all have their different sizes and numbering and what have you but uh, they are so you you uh, couldn't you couldn't so turn up one night and pick up valswoods and play your game no, I, I suppose eventually no, my would, woods were probably bowl different to valves. Yeah, this is what I'm. Yes. This is what I'm saying. This is some the intriguing got, part of yeah, it. Some are, are reasonably straight mm. woods. They haven't got a huge bias, and you have got uh, to the other extreme. Stream, you've got woods that have got uh, a, a wide, a very wide bias. Mm. 
And some you... of these woods are very old, aren't they? The They've been almost passed down from, the, the from, wooden from yes. generation. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah, the wooden. The actual wooden ones, yeah. which they call lignum vitae. They're, they're very old. Okay, uh, that's, you've took me to a stage now where I'm, I'm learning now. I thought it was all wood. No, they're resin. The resin, are they? And if, if you're really interested, there's a, um, a video on YouTube showing how they're made. It's quite interesting. Okay. Then they're all they're all stamped individually with the weight, the date that, that they're made. And yes. that's important if you're in competition. You would have to be made within a certain period of time. And they all have an individual design on. And mine, <laughs> you wouldn't guess, would you, um, Tony, M mine's a little blue owl. Up, right. the, up the owls. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're the ones in the championship, aren't they? While the Blades are the ones in, in the Premier League. <laughs> Just thought I'd, you know, mention that. Not very gentlemanly. Because <laughs> <laughs> fa Fathers was wooden. I thought he's dated back to about 1920-something. Mm. He had him passed down from his, his father. And I wish, to be honest, now I'd kept him instead of letting them go I don't think they're as valuable as perhaps you think they might be um, I've seen them being sold elsewhere and then they're, they're not huge unless they've got a good history to them, yeah you know by somebody famous owning them but so what intrigued me though is you know they have been used in a sport for 60 something years they've been going up and down yeah flow says bowling and it's just lovely piece of history really aren't they yeah. so they, both yours your, so is yours resin then? Is it? Is yeah, that? Is that what it is these yeah, days? Yeah, mine are reasonable. Mine are about ten years old now. So without so. wanting to know exactly how much, let's just open it up. How much would you be expected? You, you know, you want to start this if one for sport. If you want to buy a brand new pair, a brand new set of bowls, and you usually buy a set of four, anything up to two hundred pound, maybe more, um, as a reasonable set. Mm. But that's where you change your mind, then, isn't it? When you have to buy your own. <laughs> but then, but then you've not only got your bowls; you've got all the other equipment that goes with it. Your bowls carrier. Um, there's so many other things to go with it. You've got your flat shoes. You need to buy your bowl shoes. You know, so it, it's um, it, there's lots of things that actually you need to add on to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, when when you first start off in the sport, usually the way that you pick up your, your, your first set of balls, in fact, the only set of balls that I've ever had, is you actually buy them that, that have been passed on. You know, yeah, you borrow them from the club. Yeah, yes. yeah. Borrow yeah. from the club, or you, yeah. or you buy it, but where the advertising people have, have moved on from the sport. There you go. I was totally right. He didn't <laughs> buy his own. <laughs> Just gone court to wait on a Tuesday night can only mean one thing. Graham and the wonderful Striders report. Graham, good evening. Good evening, and uh, where else could I really start tonight but uh, with news of uh, Peter Davis's bronze medal in the British Masters Athletics Federation Championships, which were uh, basically the half marathon uh, class one served as the championships for the uh, uh, the BMAF. So well done to Peter. He uh, was in silver position until the very last mile, where somebody just came past him. And he, he crossed the line in one hour, 48 minutes, and uh, 57 seconds for the uh, sort of national bronze medal. So, well done, Peter. We are proud of you as ever as, uh, from the club. He wasn't the only one in action, though, over the course of the week. We go right back to uh, last Monday, where um, Simon Roberts was in action at the Charnwood uh, Athletics Club Open in 1,500 metres on the track. So he covered the, the 1,500 metres there in four minutes and uh, 57 seconds and 14 seconds. So great to see a real mixture of running uh, in the club, people running on the track, people running on the, on the, on the, um, on the road and also on the uh, cross-country. On a Tuesday night, and it was the, uh, the third uh, race in the um, Home Beerpont uh, Running Club uh, Grand Prix. It was uh, a Tuesday night on the embankment in Nottingham 5K, so I measured 5K, and uh, therefore it sort of counts PB times. And David Cross was the first of the New York Strides to cross the finishing line. 19 minutes and 32 seconds for a, uh, a PB there. Followed uh, fairly quickly behind by Gary Tasker. He was uh, 22 minutes and 21 seconds. And uh, the PBs kept coming after that. Stephen Tomlinson, 22.59. So the first time under 23 minutes for uh, Tomo there uh, for a new PB. So we were very pleased with that one. And Helen McGrawry. Uh, again, PB for Helen, 27 minutes and uh, 5 seconds. 
then on to uh, Thursday evening, and uh, again it was the Home Beerpont Running Club um, Grand Prix, and this time it was uh, 10k. So David Cross, uh, 40 minutes and uh, 14 seconds. Gary Tasker, 43 minutes and 12 seconds. And uh, Stephen Tomlinson, 49 minutes and 58 seconds. Uh, Peter Davis wasn't the only person uh, running a uh, half marathon on Sunday. Steve Martin was in the Burn Valley half marathon, which is uh, starts and finishes in Matham in North Yorkshire. So uh, it's a pretty heavy event with it's got over 1,200 metres of uh, uh, elevation, uphill bits in that. So it's a pretty tough event and uh, a great time to be one hour, 54 minutes and 33 seconds. Then to Saltstoke on Trent on Sunday, uh, Steve White was in the uh, on Trent Festival of Running 10K, 51 minutes and nine seconds for Steve. We had a big turnout on Sunday at the uh, All Clubs Run, so uh, quite a few of us there did uh, uh, nine miles. One, two, did a little bit less than that, but it was quite a warm day, so really good turnout from all the New York clubs on uh, on Sunday then. And a quick mention of uh, triathlon news, uh, Jason Cobb did the Holcombe uh, uh, Outlaw Half try. So, uh, again, a really good uh, event for him. So what's coming up? Well, tomorrow night it's the uh, uh, the fourth in the Notts AAA Summer Series, so uh, we'll have a good turnout from the club uh, over at uh, Workshop for that. It's a popular event. Very can't make it myself, but uh, uh, bad to be missing that one. But we'll have a really good turnout from the club. And then uh, coming up to the weekend, usual park runs and... Uh, series of uh, running on uh, on Sunday. So we had a pretty busy week and we've got a pretty busy week to come, Mick. There was a wonderful picture on social media of um, you going over the Umber Bridge a little bit higher than you ran over the Umber Bridge. Oh, yeah. Um, which was your preference? Um, well, I've done five half marathons this year and the other one was uh, uh, the chance of a lifetime, really, to to get a flight in a plane went over the uh, Humber Bridge and uh, flew around a bit so I'd say the uh, yeah the trip in the aircraft costs uh, um, yeah I love the uh, half marathon but I can do that again next year and I'll have a few more half marathons to come this year so yeah pretty exciting that was I just think the Humber Bridge looks an awful lot smaller from up there than it did from from the other weekend <laughs> it certainly did yeah <laughs> yeah the Humber Bridge is the least of our worries actually it was the well, I think yeah. I'd have worried about the Umber Bridge. It tended, it, it tended to move, but uh, oh dear. Uh, Graham, I know you're out and about, so you're a busy man. So I'm going to let you go, and uh, we'll catch you again next week. Right then. Bye bye. Thank bye. you. Bye bye. The wonderful Graham Welsher and the Newark Striders report. Val, you've played Crown Green Bowling, you've played Long Green Bowling, you've played Indoor Bowls. Um, where, where are you at your happiest? Indoor bowls. Indoor bowls. Yeah. Um, I've got artificial joints, and uh, both shoulders are, are not uh, are new, and I can't get easily get the length outdoors. It is it is harder to bowl outdoors. The, the grass gets in the way sometimes, so um, so so in, indoor is preference for me. <laughs> Simply because it, it it actually does take a little bit less effort. Um, but uh, I mean, people with all sorts of disabilities do play, but they some of us tend to concentrate you're on our bionic door. woman then are you <laughs> i'm working on it you're working on it yeah. <laughs> well, when you played balls tony it'd be a bit like dam busters wouldn't it yeah. <laughs> two bounces yeah. it? And, and hit yeah. the target yeah. when i w- were a lad um, i'll talk yorkshire for you okay. when <laughs> i were a lad um everybody used to gear themselves up for skeggy bowls week as it was called and yarmouth bowls yeah. week and we used to go off to Yarmouth and father used to play bowls while me and mother pretended to be interested in watching. Do you, is it still in this day and age? Do, you, do they still have the bowls weeks? I'm intrigued. Yes, we, we have um, trips to us go out from from the indoor bowl centre and um, oh, different directions each year they go, they go off and play against other teams. Other teams can come and play friendlies with us and uh, they stay in a hotel overnight then go and bowl someone new and then move on. And uh, it, I haven't managed to go yet but it all sounds fascinating. It I'm looking forward it. to that. It sounds, it yeah, sounds meeting lots of nice people. It sounds spot on. I think from what you you two have told, told us in the last sort of best part of an hour that Bowls is doing quite well for itself in all its different formats. What do you say, Bowls? Bowls is doing quite well. There's a sport. Okay, you yeah. could have 
you need some younger blood but there again 60 years ago it was the same conversation yeah. bowls yeah. are still there yeah. yeah well we we just we just need to ch change our profile a little i think just to protect the bowls for the future uh, and it's not just found and or, or just newark it, it it's all across the country um and we at the indoor bowl center they have a good children's league and they have some fabulous bowlers from sort of six upwards uh, it's retaining them isn't retaining it them. and uh, it's a personal opinion but i think the people we would like to to hear from are those perhaps in their middle years who've got perhaps 20 30 40 years of good health ahead of them where they could learn the the game and carry it forward and sort of secure the future of bowling because it really is the best thing for me mm. I, I, it's take it seriously but we have such a good social life and i've met some wonderful people and just have lots of fun this is what tony and i when we, we, we go into one of our most more serious moments there's a lot more to sport than football and rugby and, and hockey. Mm. You know, there's a lot more um, striders and not fast running yeah, clubs particularly yeah. have brought an older generation of people back in to sport. Mm. And I think that is probably a niche that you'd like to change, but Bowles does, does that as well, because when you can't play football or hockey anymore, why walk away from sport completely? Mm. Yes, it is a reasonably gentle sport. Uh, it's, it, as I say, when it's heavy, when when the ground's heavy, it's you know you need a little bit more effort into it. But you know, it generally it's a gentler sport, and you you're gonna always stick to the indoors, which is far easier, far gentler, uh, physical, less physical. Um, time of bowling you so, see when the going yes. gets tough it's just when Val presses the button and, yeah. and then they all <laughs> yes. shoulders come yes. into it and the okay click into yes. overdrive and away she goes yeah that's why I never play against her <laughs> no you, you, you know what's coming don't yeah. you really do know what's coming but we do have people with all sorts of disabilities don't we yes walking, yeah. walking yeah. sticks and suit yeah. um, what's Indoors. her name Carolyn said earlier hello Carolyn yeah, someone in a wheelchair can bowl. So it's there for all ages, all abilities, and yeah, please come and join us. I've worked out that all the abilities can play earlier on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, obviously, there's more than one bowls club. We've we, we've chosen Farndon because I think it's a lovely little setup. Then I'm very pleased we've chose Farndon, but like any sport, go down and give it a go. Go to Lowfields, go to Farndon, go go to Northern, go to the Con Club, yep. give it a go. That's you never right. know you might enjoy it and you don't have to be 60 plus to do it you really don't, no, you, don't you can no. get down there and enjoy it so ladies thank you for coming in and i hope you're going to keep us informed with what's going off at the bowls club and then we can tell everybody else yeah, well, on we've, radio we've, new at sport we've got an open day this this uh coming sunday this so coming sunday this coming sunday right we have a competition an open competition obviously that's all filled so what time places. what time it will start at 10 o'clock if you, anybody wants to come down, have lunch, have lunch you know, have ten till, ten till whatever time, three or okay, four. Okay, well, I'll try yep. and dip down there yep. at lunchtime and have some photos. Yes, that's, and um, might be great. I might even have a go. Yeah. Tomorrow you, night Nick. we're talking football. Flow serves in the studio. They're in for one heck of a season, and they're going to tell us all about it. But now it's Stuart Preston time. We're